Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, Managing Editor at BizTimes Media, and I'm joined on this week's podcast by BizTimes Editor Andrew Wineland. Andrew, how's it going? I'm good. High school football season starting, so we're excited. Definitely. How's Muskego looking this year? They're ranked very high, so we'll see if they can live up to it. <laughs> always, you know, always good to have, uh, you know, good to start high. You got to finish high, though. Yeah. So that's the trick. Uh, well, we'll dive in here, jumping right into our insider story spotlight. This is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories that were available only to BizTimes Insiders. If you are already an insider, thank you very much. We really do appreciate that support. It helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, consider subscribing. The equivalent of $9 a month will get you access to all of our stories on our website, uh, discounted admission to some of our events, and other benefits. So please do consider that. Um, Andrew, what is your insider story spotlight this week? We had a, I, I took a lot of interest in, we had a story about Stella and Chewy's um, launching a national, their first national marketing campaign. Um, speaking of Muskego, Stella and Chewy's story largely started in Muskego. Um, you know, it's a, it's an organic pet food company. Basically was launched in Muskego. Um, and then we've, we've followed it for years. Um, you know, grow, I, I think it's probably about 15 years. We've watched this company grow from a Muskego startup. They moved to Milwaukee in a larger facility. Then they moved to Oak Creek in what is now a very impressive uh, complex in Oak Creek. And, you know, it's, a, it's been a rapidly growing pet food company. Certainly, there are a lot of major players nationally in, in, in pet food, and they're not amongst the biggest by any means. But to me, it's, been, it's very interesting to see them now take a move where they're now launching a national marketing campaign. Uh, that's a, it's a really interesting to see them push in that direction and, and, and spread their wings. Like I said, following them from the very beginning to this point uh, has been interesting. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how this campaign goes and how much growth they can really achieve uh, as they try to really grow their market. Yeah, definitely. Um, And we did have their founder, Marie Moody uh, on the podcast way back in November of 2020. So that's episode 46. If anyone wants to go back and check that out, Uh, she kind of talked about what was driving the company's growth at that point. They were doing a big expansion and kind of changing consumer behavior hiring the right people, learning to delegate, that kind of thing. Um, so anyone's interested in that. Uh, my insider story spotlight this week is one by Ashley Smart, um, who covers, well, Ashley covers a lot of things for us. Um, but among those, uh, she kind of tackles startups and innovation. Um, and she had a story this week about uh, the Water Center, the Water Council, which is in the Global Water Center, um, and kind of how their programming has changed and evolved over the years. Um, I think when the Water Council was really first started, it was a lot of focus around startups and innovation. Um, and they kind of increasingly have shifted towards um, programming that kind of helps corporations um, with their water usage and kind of certifications around their water usage and things like that. 
Um, and, you know, Dean Amhaus, the president and CEO, kind of said as much that businesses more and more are looking at their water risk and their operations and um, how best to handle that. So Ashley's got a, a really lengthy story kind of walking through some of the changes, some of the different programs they're doing. They're working with the Army on, uh, or the Army Reserve on um, water security issues and a bunch of different things. Very interesting stuff. Um, so just another one to, to check out for folks. Yeah, I think we're still waiting to see the Water Council, the Global Water Initiative, really, or Global Water Center, turn into a major economic engine for southeastern Wisconsin. But, you know, that remains the strength of the region. And you're just seeing again and again stories pop up all around the world of water issues. And for the Global Water, for the Water Council to place themselves right at the center of that, and being a resource to address those problems is is very interesting and really critical to growing that sector of our economy and putting us in the middle of key national international issues uh, going mm-hmm. forward. So, um, yeah, I think the interesting thing is, I mean, it was it was always initially billed as you know this kind of Silicon Valley of water concept. And the big difference is, you know, water startups just don't scale in the same way that Silicon Valley startups scale. And, you know, they don't reach, they're not necessarily reaching consumer audiences. Sometimes they are, you know, consumer products, but often they're they're for industrial or municipal users. And they just don't grow in terms of the employment headcount and the, even the facilities in the same way that, you know, I don't know, an Uber, an Airbnb, uh, yeah, right. uh, those kind of things. It's just much different. And so it's, you, we're, we're almost like kind of looking for this thing that just doesn't going to, is going to happen with this kind of, these kinds of startups. That doesn't mean what they're doing is not, uh, impressive. In fact, the issue we'll have out on, uh, Monday, Ashley's got a story all about, uh, rapid radicals, which is a, uh, startup that's been getting a lot of attention lately here in the Milwaukee area. It's one of a few different, contests um receive some funding that that is really working on solutions to treating um wastewater and, and dealing with kind of storm events and things like that so um check that one out in our upcoming issue we will shift gears uh to a big story of the week um this one i suppose you could say involves water uh it's on a lake um story about plans for the uh, Bartolotta restaurant group to open a new restaurant at the former Seven Seas building on Nagawicka Lake. So there's a bit of a backstory here and kind of a, a sequence of events. So Seven Seas, longtime uh, Lake Country restaurant uh, was opened in 1981, became well known over the years for its seafood, its wine list, obviously a lakeside location. Uh, right in Nagawicka. Um, that restaurant closed at the end of 2020, final service on December 31st. Um, so they shut down kind of a victim of the pandemic, but I think also, um, you know, generational. There wasn't, um, well, it was, next a generation it was a White Scrubber restaurant, right? restaurant, right? It was a White Scrubber restaurant. I don't think, I think there was the next generation was focused elsewhere. So, uh, anyway, long time restaurant shuts down. Uh, along comes not, too much later, 
2021, uh, Castle Senior Living, which is based in New Berlin, had plans to open an assisted living facility of sorts um, at the site, which the city of Delafield um, ultimately rejected through their plan commission and common council, um, which actually eventually that led to a lawsuit, um, which is still ongoing over whether or not that rejection was fair or not, or followed the rules or not. Um, so no senior living, no assisted living facility plan. Um, and then last fall, um, a new, a buyer emerged for, uh, the property, um, David Harrow and J Frank, Frankie, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce the last name, but, um, of HF hospitality group, um, bought the property and had plans, um, to open a restaurant and event, uh, venue, um, with, uh, in partnership with Sazes hospitality group. Um, so that was last fall. And then this week we get the announcement that the Bartolotta restaurants, uh, would open a restaurant and event venue. They're partnering with HF hospitality group. Um, that restaurant will be called the Commodore. Um, and will be, uh, opening at the former seven seas building. So quite the, the saga and, um, evolution over the last, you know, two plus year, year, two plus years or two years or so, um, of this, this property, which is, um, you know, had a long running history as, as a restaurant. So, uh, I think exciting news for those out in Delafield and Lake country. I think it's huge news. Uh, it's a very big story for Lake country. Seven seas is an iconic, uh, restaurant, and I think people were sad to see it go. I can remember Waukesha County, um, the Waukesha County Business Alliance for years held their top 10 businesses of the year awards and their cocktail program for that event. Uh, used to always be there. I've been there for other just dining out um, or wedding rehearsal dinners. You know, I, I grew up in Lake Country. So um, I can tell you the Seven Seas is, is, a, is a pretty big deal, pretty iconic location. And you know, it's so interesting you mentioned the whole thing with City of Delafield resisting the assisted living plan, which I'm sure I mean, it's, a, it's a lovely, it's an absolutely delightful location on Nagawicka Lake. Um, so I'm sure an assisted living center would have been very nice that they could have created there. It's a really nice property. But it seems clear that the community really wanted to see another restaurant come in there. And uh, so whether or not they treated uh, the assisted living proposal uh, fairly is certainly debatable, but they really wanted a, a restaurant, I think, and, and, and they're getting it. And it's interesting to see, you know, uh, you know, had a proposal for a SAS's run operation that never did move forward. And now we hear Bartolotta which is, you know, arguably the premier restaurant operator in southeastern Wisconsin with numerous uh, high-quality restaurants throughout the Milwaukee area, um, different types of places, um, mostly in, in the city of Milwaukee or Milwaukee County, but they also have some suburban presence. They have a steakhouse in Brookfield and in Mequon. They have a supper club in Greendale. This pushes them farther west in the Lake Country. And just, I think that property, it's just a beautiful site. I mean, if you're there 
having dinner and the sun's setting on the lake and, and the sun is glistening on the water. It's a beautiful setting. And I just think as well, as good of a job as Bartolotta does, they, there's a huge opportunity for them to take that great location and, and turn to something spectacular. I mean, you look at what, I just example or perhaps comparison, you know, pieces of eight for years and years and years was a down, was a lakefront restaurant in Milwaukee and when Bartolotta took over that location, they basically tore it down and completely rebuilt it into a phenomenal seafood restaurant, uh, Harbor House. So I think sky's the limit on, on what a great venue, a great, a great facility that Bartolotta could create at, at the former Seven Seas location. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned Harbor House. They actually just acquired full ownership of that recently this back in july they did that um and for a little a sense of what they have planned out uh, at the former seven seas location um apparently redesign and restoration work is already underway um on i mean it's twenty seven thousand square foot building multi-story um i guess the plan for the main level dining room uh is to pay uh, homage to kind of classic lake country yacht clubs of the 1920s uh, while also embra- embracing modern lake country and it's kind of a more inviting, comfortable, and celebratory atmosphere. Uh, at least that's according to their announcement. So, um, kind of a sense of what they're, what they have planned out there. It'll be interesting to see and, and hopefully at some point, um, go visit and, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it, it sounds really cool. It's, it seems like a great theme. Um, I had the opportunity for, you know, a fantastic patio is there and just views of the lake. And there's just so much that, and like, it's a big building. So with plenty of parking. So um, there's just a lot they have to work with there. It'll be very interesting to see what kind of menu they come up with. This announcement really didn't indicate what the menu is going to look like. Um, I mean, we've seen with Barlotta, they can do, they got a great French restaurant. They got a great Italian restaurant. They got steakhouses. They got supper club. So they're experienced and can go in a lot of different directions. Um, would think, you know, I guess I would just, you know, Seven Seas was known, you mentioned known for seafood. I would have described Seven Seas as a supper club myself. Um, and so that might be sort of the approach. But yeah, you, you, you assume on a lakefront, there's going to be fish, there'll be fish on that menu. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they come up with. Absolutely. Well, we will leave it there for this week on the BizTimes MKE podcast and the weekly debrief. Um, until next week, Andrew, thanks for joining me. All right. This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.